monstrous agonies. Episode 61 The creation of narratives Exactly how these myths start All roots Channel your inner poet and kick him down the stairs. It's almost two o'clock on Thursday morning and time for our advice segment. Our first letter tonight comes from a listener feeling disconnected from their identity. Hello. Is that a good way to start this? I've, I've spent so long wondering if I even should write in. Now I'm stressing over the hello. <laughs> I'm... Well, I'm really hoping you can give me some advice. Obviously, that's what this segment is for, but I'm worried that I might be a bit of a lost cause. Or that I'm in the wrong place entirely. Perhaps your advice is going to be to go somewhere else. See, I'm human. Completely, physically human. But I don't feel human. I don't identify with it. I don't resonate with humanity, if that makes sense. It's hard to describe. It's not like I think I'm secretly another genus or something, but I don't feel like I belong with other humans. It's like they're objects in a mirror, and I can see them and mimic them, but I can't touch them. Not really. I'd say I'm more of a a fox or something. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely not sapio, at the very least. Do you know what I mean? I guess what I'm asking is, do I have a place in the creature community? At all. You always say it's for everyone, so is that me? Too? C can I belong here? Are there other people who feel the same way I do? I hope so. Well, I, d I don't hope anyone else feels like me. I'm so lost. I want to cry about it sometimes. But I hope I'm not alone. Am I alone? Thank you for writing in, listener. I'm glad you feel this is a safe space for you to bring your questions. We have answered questions from Sapio listeners in the past, and will continue to do so. I say this because I want to be clear that what I'm about to say is not that you don't belong here. You're not in the wrong place. But I worry you're asking the wrong questions. You are not from a liminal genus. You have not been turned. You are sapio. That doesn't necessarily exclude you from the creature community. 
There are people who are members of our community by dint of their work, their life experiences, their relationships with people in other genuses. I've said plenty of times on this programme that the only bar to inclusion is self-identity. But I'm afraid you don't seem, to me, to be making that self-identification. You define yourself repeatedly by what you're not. Not sapio. Not one of them. Whatever you are, it's not that. The closest you get to saying what you are in positive terms is a fox or something. I think the reason you're struggling is because the problem isn't that you're a person of the night. It's that you're unhappy. You sound desperately unhappy, listener. And I'm so sorry for that. It is an awful feeling to look at the world and not see a place for yourself. My heart goes out to you. It truly does. You could be turned if you wanted. It would leave your status in the community unambiguous. But I'm sorry, listener. I don't think it will help. There is an underlying loneliness and alienation that I worry will only be exacerbated if you were turned and didn't find the sense of belonging you're hoping for. I think you would benefit from some professional support, someone who can help you explore these feelings and help you find ways to cope with them, both in the long and short term. You can also take steps to connect more with the people around you. Try to meet as many different kinds of person as possible. I don't just mean different genuses, I mean people who are different ages to you from different cultural backgrounds, people with different interests. Imagine your sense of belonging as a kind of jigsaw puzzle. The point here isn't to find the one group that fills that space perfectly. It's about filling that space with lots of different overlapping groups. Set your questions of identity aside for the time being and concentrate on cultivating a sense of connection to the world around you and the people in it. You might well turn round in, say, a year's time and decide that actually being turned is the right decision for you. But I want you to be able to make that decision out of a positive, affirmative sense of yourself, not as a desperate flight from your own loneliness. When a room needs that special something, try glowing floating orbs. They're orbs, they float, and they glow. What more could you want? What more could you need? What else is there to ask? What more could you want? Get them, get them now, now, get now, get n -n -n now, now, get orbs. Our second letter tonight comes from a listener worried about growing apart 
from their partner. I met my girlfriend just over four and a half years ago at a friend's midsummer celebration. It was at this eco-camping place, all yurts and ribbons, on the shore of a lake in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) I think about half the guests fell in love that night. It was that kind of party. We went swimming, slipped away from the bonfire, the music getting faint as we left everyone behind. I was nervous. I'm not a very good swimmer. But she was so strong and safe and so graceful in the water. She let me hold on to her fur and it was so thick it almost didn't seem like it was wet. I remember floating on my back, the stars spinning slightly above me and thinking, my God, I'm never going to be the same again. Like I said, it was the kind of party that made you feel like falling in love. And plenty of people did, for the night, at least. Then the sun came up, the hangover set in, people came down from whatever various substances they'd been enjoying, (laughs) and, uh, well, you know, sometimes one night is enough, isn't it? But it wasn't for us. I knew, I just knew that I wanted to be with her. And she felt the same way. (laughs) Not to perpetuate a stereotype, but the old joke about lesbians moving in with each other on the first date? (laughs) Well, we weren't quite that bad, but not far off. What can I say? When you know, you know. That first winter was hard. She'd given me plenty of warning. We talked it all over. She worried I'd be lonely. I told her I'd be fine. (laughs) And I was. I missed her a lot. But I knew she'd wake up in the spring and we'd have eight months together before her next hibernation. That seemed like a pretty good deal. Honestly, I'd spend a year alone if it meant I got to see her for for a month, a week. (laughs) She's wonderful. I love her so much. It's not like when she's hibernating I don't have support. I've got brilliant friends who love me and take care of me. I miss her, but it's fine. And when she's awake, she is all in, absolutely devoted. She works so hard at this relationship, and I feel so loved. But whenever she wakes up, it's like I feel older, as if I've been left playing while she's on pause. And sometimes it's like I can see her realise it, that, that we're not growing at the same pace. <laughs> four months isn't that long, but it's four months and another four and another four and another and I want to share my life with this woman. 
but there are these big chunks where she isn't there. We aren't on the same page anymore. And I I want to be so badly. Is there anything I can do? There is good news here, listener. For all the difficulty you're facing, and it is significant, please don't feel I'm diminishing that. But for all the heartache and struggle, there is one clear fact that gives me a great deal of hope about your situation. The fact is, you want this. You still want this. Want her. You want to make the relationship work. And so does she. She is all in. Absolutely devoted. As long as you are still committed to being with each other, and to the hard work that entails, you stand a very good chance of being able to navigate through these difficult waters. The key, I think, is to find a way to celebrate your different rhythms. Instead of feeling awkward and uncomfortable about the fact that you're different each time she wakes up, try to treat it as something to be excited about. How lovely to relearn your favourite person all over again. When she's awake, be sure to set time aside to catch up with one another. I don't mean an afternoon spent sharing news and gossip. You need regular, repeated periods of time with one another as your only focus. Plan to spend at least one afternoon a week, for example, doing something together without interruptions or distractions. It could be as simple as leaving your phones at home while you go for a walk in the park together. What's important is that you're spending time together, learning how you've changed and how you haven't. If it sounds daunting, remember, you have done this before, back when you were first dating, even if your relationship did move at a stereotypically lesbian pace. Think back to those early days together. Remember how that felt, how exciting it was to unearth all these new things to love about each other. With some careful thought, a little hard work, and good communication, I think you can find a way to rekindle that excitement and embrace change as part of your abiding love for one another. The Nightfolk Network. Community owned, community run. That's all for our advice segment. Next, what is up with aeroplane food? We talk to the community's favourite aviator, Amelia... Order. I cannot write about it. Inflicted colossal suffering. You all the same. That's fear. Jeez. Robert. Episode 61 of Monstrous Agonies was written and performed by H.R. Owen. 
Tonight's first letter was a submission by Oxen, the second was based on an idea by Jeeves, and today's advert was taken from two similar submissions by Art and A Guy. Thanks, friends. See the show notes for details on how to submit your own advert ideas. Big hello to our latest supporter on Patreon, Tech Ghoul. Join them at patreon.com slash monstrousagonies or make a one-off donation at ko-fi.com slash hrowen. You can also support the show by sharing with your friends and familiars and by following us on Tumblr at monstrousagonies and on Twitter at monstrous underscore pod. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The theme tune is Dakota by Unheard Music Concepts. Thanks for listening, and remember, the real monsters are the friends we made on the way.